Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Open the Nerdy Podcast. Let's welcome back Adrian, who's been gone for a couple weeks. Hey, what's and, up, guys? How you doing? What's going on, Adrian? How you been, man? Uh, I've, been, I've been good. been good. Needed good. some time off. All good, man. We all, we all have that at some point. Um, so glad we got a couple really good guests on while you were gone. Um, mm-hmm. Had some good talks. And yeah. uh, glad to have you back behind the mic again. Yeah, thanks, man. It's good so, to be back. Um, yeah. A lot of been getting a lot of reading in, <laughs> a lot of catching up on shows and stuff. I've been trying to finish up uh, Swamp Thing and Same. even uh, Doom Patrol season one. I'm on the last episode of that of season one. Okay, so it's kind of nice, like especially with uh, what we're about to talk about. Yeah, with this upcoming episode. I haven't started Doom Patrol yet. I need to do that, and I didn't realize that season two of Titans was out, so I have to. Oh yeah. Watch yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Still. Season one, it's a, uh, it the beginning of it feels like episodes that don't seem to connect to each other, but then I think at a certain point it all comes together. I think that's sort of the formula that uh, Titans is going with. And I think, oh, you're talking about Titans or Doom Patrol? Titans, and then okay. Doom Patrol, it's kind of like that too. But I, I I, say, I'm loving the character drama in Doom Patrol. I feel like I tried an episode or two of Doom Patrol at one point years ago when it first came out. I was kind of like, eh, not really, not really liking this. It's too. I mean, so I, it I came stopped. out last year, I think. I might have tried it briefly last year. Dude, um, it's good. It's and then good. I stopped. So I'll go back and watch it again because that's on Max. It's now. on Max now. Okay. Is is Titans over there yet? Not yet, but it will be. And season three will be coming soon too, apparently. Okay. Okay. Hopefully, um, we can do that. If we want, I got a couple of headlines from the last couple of weeks that I've been sitting on here. Yeah, go for it, man. Let's hear it. Find it here. Um, well, first, and apart from our DC talk today, um, Black Widow has popped up with a placeholder on the video on demand app, Movies Anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's starting rumors that maybe we'll be getting a theatrical and VOD release. Yeah, uh, which makes sense because there's theaters open in the world now where they could put it, but here in the states it's very, very few mm-hmm. that are already open. Um, what was the agreement with AMC? Right, it's like they can have it out for like a week and then go to VOD or it's something, like eleven days or something. But if they're all still closed, it doesn't make any difference what the deal is. Yeah, true. And AMC's going to back down like they did with Universal. They can't afford to block Disney out from their mm-hmm. theaters. They they'll die on the vine. Well, they'll put, they'll they'll let Disney put it out and have it out for eleven days, and then they'll go to VOD. I mean that, yeah. right? Like, but if you have no theaters open, there's nowhere to put it. Yeah, but then, I, so then, does that if there's no theaters to put it, then do you just go straight to VOD? And does AMC have any recourse, or do they like well, how the does qu- that even work? The question is, does AMC have international theaters that could count? Oh, I see. To me, that's what that's what that's that's the thing to me. Would that count? Are they international? I don't know if they're international. I've never traveled out of the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, Thundercats, the original 85 series and 2011 reboot are both on Hulu now for streaming. Sweet. So if you want to catch up on some oldies but goodies. Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats. Oh! I had all the toys, dude. I had all <laughs> of them. Um, Marvel dropped a trailer for Eternals and it was a little bit of a huh, but it was a Wait, new what? It was it was a new book series coming out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard about that. And it has some character swaps that are going to be present in the new MCU. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's kind of weird that they would drop a new Eternals book. I mean, it makes sense at the same time because it's, it's to, to prep get you people. For the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, d- there was a huge iTunes sale on DC stuff v- uh, via fandom. Of course. Before and I- there, even on Steam. 
yeah. WB games yeah. and all of the. I like, got. Yeah. I got the four Batman movies for 15 bucks. I got the six Superman movies for 20 bucks. I got Watchmen for $5. Nice. Um, so I kind of snagged up a lot of oldies and goodies that I didn't have on digital yet. I have them on uh -huh. DVD or Blu-ray. Do you know if uh, the new animated film Superman Man of Tomorrow was on sale or is it not on I sale? I didn't notice. it's brand new. It just came out. Probably not, but I'd have to check. Okay. Uh, the last Airbender creators exit the Netflix adaptation. Ooh. They have left. Trouble in Paradise. Yep. Yep. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. signed off for seven years with a two-hour finale. Uh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, fantastic yeah. Okay. ending. Yeah. I need to finish that still. Yeah. I am and, still on season six, dude. And when you do, we'll do an AOS episode because there's a okay. lot of stuff to unpack. All right. Um, Lego announced a Star Wars Christmas special on Disney mm -hmm. Plus in November mm -hmm. with references to the old and then also with all the new characters in it. Okay. Um, and that's about it for big things sweet in the news now we can talk about all things dc and fandom fandom nice that were yesterday did you watch the majority of it i'd say i watched a good chunk of it um i did miss a bunch in the middle um but i would say that i think for the most part the things that i was really interested in like the suicide squad uh panel with james gunn and Fantastic. the cast that was great. A lot of fun. Um, and also Multiverse 101. Uh, it, it was a really nice, uh, I won't get into too much right now, but we'll talk about it in a bit. But I thought it was a nice peek into what DC has planned or what, you know, what their mindset is going into um, future productions of DC related mm -hmm. content is. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, the comics are, have always been about, you know, leaning heavily into the multiverse. And now it seems like they are just going to lean into this in, yeah. you know, for TV shows and movie content and whatnot. Um, but what else were you watching? Uh, the highlights to me were, of course, the Suicide Squad panel. Mm -hmm. And the introduction of, it was, you know, you kind of heard who's in the movie, but they haven't teased what characters they're playing. So they revealed all the characters, yeah. the actors, and had the big panel with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love the first panel with Wonder Woman cast and the, oh, yeah, and that the was director. Mm -hmm. um, and seeing that second trailer for Wonder Woman 84 yeah. was actually, I was actually, I'm, I'm more convinced now that this movie will probably be a lot better than what I had originally expected. And I love the first one. The first one blew me out of the water. Mm -hmm. They knocked that, they knocked that out the part. Um, that movie, uh, Suicide Squad, the Batman film surprised me with how good it looked. I was kind of surprised. I have my... Hey, man, you got to give Robert Pattinson a chance, dude. Like He wasn't glittery <laughs> sparkly, so that's a start. <laughs> you got to give him a chance, man. I mean, he's in a Christopher Nolan movie. He's in Tenet for a reason. Yeah. Like, Chris, Christopher Nolan will not hire you or cast you for his movie if he knows that you won't be able to live up to yeah. a certain role. Yeah. And then the other two things I was really hype about, which I didn't expect to be, was the Gotham Knights game uh -huh. to play as other Bat family, not Batman. Like it's like mm. Batman's dead. He's gone apparently. Um, dead, dead in so quotes, you, you air have, quotes. You have Red Hood, you have Batgirl, you have Nightwing and you have Robin. Mm -hmm. And you can, someone asked, can you play all the characters? And the guy almost didn't answer the question. He was like, oh, well, yeah, you can play one player or multiplayers and you can change back and forth. And if you don't play multiplayer, then you can, uh, have they'll still be the team with you 
And then he finally got to an, if you play one player, you can change between all the characters. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay. I mean, it's that kind was of the obvious. Question. Yeah. 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 That was the question. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you read the Court of Owls? Because everything Court of Owls currently is quote unquote hot right now on eBay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, sometimes it's not about, I, I read your comment and you said they're all behind them. Maybe you're just ahead because sometimes these things take a couple years to like when things start to come out like when there's references in films or in video games, that's when stuff gets hot again, right? Well, I mean, like, it is a 10-year-old story from uh, from Scott Snyder's yeah. initial work on, you know, Batman uh, in the DC world, DC universe. I actually do have planned, not in the immediate future down the line, a um, Talon cosplay. Because mm. I really like, I really like the the character in the costume in one of the books I read. And I was like, I want to do this. This is badass. So you know who the, be who the talent is, right? I did read it, but I, I'm right now I'm uh, blanking. Yeah. It's an ancestor of the Grayson family, basically. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So um, the court of owls is a great story to pull from. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I was like in air quotes, Bruce Wayne is quote unquote dead. He's, I don't, mm, I honestly yeah. don't think he's dead. Uh, in the story, in the original story, Bruce was uh, trapped in this labyrinth that the Court of Owls had uh, okay. concocted, and he was down there for like a month or two. Everyone thought he was dead. So I'm uh, I'm guessing that this is that time period when Bruce is down there and the Bat family is left to okay. uh, fend for themselves and fight crime while he's gone. Yeah. And then, who knows? Who and knows then, how they're writing it? Yeah. And then the... Um... The Suicide Squad, um, Kill the Justice League looked really good too as a game. Mm-hmm. That looked really interesting. I'm curious how that's going to play out because I mean that's Superman first of all, right? How, how does it? How does the Suicide Squad kill Superman? Oh man, dipped dipped bullets. <laughs> and why? That, that the other th- the other question is why? Like, well, it has came something from Amanda happened? Waller in the story. I'm sure that's gonna be explained in the story. But they said oh, Amanda yeah, yeah, Waller yeah. pulled a hit on the Justice League, and I was like, wow, that is a big, mm-hmm. that is a big flip. And also, how did uh, how did Captain Boomerang get speedster powers? Yeah, because he was zipping they... around. He was zipping around yeah. like a speedster. It's a game, and they can do what they want. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just curious because yeah. it was just like, you know, you add that mechanic and that's, that's pretty cool. I'm it actually down for dynamic, that. dynamic, yeah. Yeah, and if it's, if it's sort of a teleportation feature where he throws his boomerang and then he teleports to where his boomerang goes, all right, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool tech. Yeah. Um, those are the highlights. I mean, another highlight had to be, um, I'm looking at my notes here, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Black Adam panel with the rock. Oh, he gets you excited when he talks, you know I mean? He's, he, he's mm-hmm. a masterful marketer. And I know when he does a film, uh, I don't care who the studio is, The Rock has control over kind of how things get done. Oh, I'm sure. Right? I it's mean, look what like, happened with uh, Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. It's kind of like at this point bringing in, um, you know, just like Vin Diesel has that power to do those kind of things too when he does a franchise. Um, not as much as the rock but the rock i you think do the it, rock is better you yeah. do it his way and his and his seven bucks company ends up really being the producer and then dc will be like the studio right this funding mm-hmm. it i think that's how it's gonna go well everything is probably still gonna go through jim lee and ed hamada right of like course. as far as ideas and the writing and the story yeah. and everything um but knowing the rock you know he's not gonna overham it 
Like he's no. not going to ham it up like say Jamie Foxx does. Right. <laughs> in in uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah. And then of course Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Oh yeah. I was I was like, looking, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Can we shoot these things now, please? I mean, I know we can't still. I we can a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the timeline is for these movies. Wonder Woman's in the bag. I think it's done, right? Mm-hmm. So they're just waiting to release that. Um, they didn't mention Aquaman, did there? Did I miss it? There was an Aquaman panel, but not but about a. Sequel. I don't think it was about the movie. I didn't get to. I didn't get to tune into that one. It was only like a ten minute. Yeah, panel. it wasn't long. It has me worried. I'm like, guys, come on! I want a second Aquaman. Because mm-hmm. I did enjoy the first one. The Wonder Woman and and Aquaman I, surprised hmm, me. You should watch Aquaman again. Um, I've watched it a few times. And. <laughs> Oh man, it's cheesy, it's but I like it. So bad. It it's is cheesy, so but I bad. like it. It's the. I'm honestly gonna say, go out on a limb here and say it's probably the worst of the DC movies. No, it's not. Yeah. yeah. No. Green Lantern. It's so just. It's so disjointed. Green Lantern, and two words, and and you haven't seen it, it and you won't watch it. Jonah okay, Hex. Okay. 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 Cur- <laughs> okay. All right. 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 Let me rephrase that. Current DC movies. Yeah, because. Hmm. Yeah, because, okay, Green Lantern is bad, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. I watched that again recently, and I was like, why did you guys do it this way? I Me too. don't understand. What what source material were you pulling from? Like, I watched it right at the beginning of right at the beginning of COVID lockdown. Like, I watched it again. It was bad. Yeah, same. I think I did, too. I yeah. think I did, too. And then Jonah Hex, which, like, no one should torture themselves watching, is just bad. I know you told me to watch that and I probably have been avoiding it because I don't want to torture myself. I mean, Green Lantern was enough already. Yeah. Green Lantern this was is, bad enough. This will make Green Lantern look like the Godfather. <laughs> <clears throat> oh God, that's bad. And it's not because it has a bad cast. You got Josh Brolin, you have Megan Fox. So I had like, okay, some of these actors are known. Brolin's a very good actor. Uh, Megan Fox is okay. She's not good, but Josh <laughs> Brolin is good. Megan Fox is just nice. She's she's pretty. Yeah. She's a good, she's a good presence on screen for looks. Yeah. Um, Not going to win any acting awards, uh, but that movie was a train wreck and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly Um, though, it should be, it should have been good, right? Because Jonah Hex is an interesting character. Yep. You know, and you know, set in what post civil war United States you know, it's sort of a Western. It should yeah, be. A sort it was, of a it was. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's just not a good one. Yeah. And I grew up watching classic Westerns because of my dad. Right. So you yeah. have like high noon and good, the bad and the ugly, like all the Clint Eastwood Westerns, right. Mm-hmm. Classics. And then you have this Jonah Hex thing. You're like, Oh, this is painful is to this? watch. This oh. is really bad. Mm-hmm. And I bought it because it was DC and it was a comic book related thing. I hadn't even seen, jo- I hadn't even read Jonah Hex at the time. I bought it. 10, 12 years ago, like whenever right. it came out. Because um, I wanted to see what, it was 2010. So right. I had just started watching, I had just started reading and watching that kind of stuff. Because 08 was Iron Man. That pulled yes. me into the, getting deeper into it. And so I was like, all right, Jonah Hex, you know, give it a try. Bought the okay. DVD. I was like, can I get my money back? <laughs> right. This is bad. Yeah. Um, so enough ragging on Jonah Hex for the day. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners will agree if they've seen the movie, it was not good. <clears throat> yeah, let us know if you've seen Jonah Hex. Yeah, please do. <laughs> tell us what you think. If anybody then, likes it, tell us. What, why. What'd you say? If anybody say likes it, tell us why. 
Oh. <laughs> curious. I mean, there have been some pretty bad DC movies, but yeah, let's not get into that. Uh, anyways, let's look. Looking forward to the future. Everything I saw yesterday looks like they figured out a little better how to do things in a better way. I think you know the AT and T acquisition, especially for of, movies. Yeah, I think the AT and T acquisition has sort of been helpful in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you watch the Multiverse One Hundred and One um, panel, yep. they had the three essentially pillars of you know the DC um, uh, live action properties, and you know you had Jim Lee. You had Greg Berlanti, and then I'm, I, I, I keep saying Ed Hamada, but I want to make sure that I'm getting the right name. Yeah, you know, and I was a tremendously big fan of all the DC TV shows on CW for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. When the Arrow came out, it was, it was raw, it was gritty, it was fun, it made you want to learn about the character. Flash was fantastic. But then like six, seven seasons in, it five or six seasons in it got a little too like soap opera for me it became like all love stories and everybody's getting married and now it's like team flash and team arrow and i'm like guys you're missing you're missing the character story <laughs> well there are there are character i think the character stories are there it's just it gets bogged down in this love story that it became is too much for me personally I had to too stop much watching no it. yeah 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 no and you got to remember though it's also cw so that's their market Right. And the so, same way, even with Stargirl, which I loved, the first season was fantastic. Um, it started to become a little too, like, it's not really Stargirl, it's really just a society. Um, it's not yeah, really a Stargirl show. Partly, it is mainly a Stargirl show because her character interactions with her, with, with, um, oh my gosh. The, Stripesy. Uh, Stripesy. Well, what's his, what's his name in real life? His, uh, Owen Wilson. Owen Will, no. Luke? Luke Wilson. They sound, Not exactly, the other. <laughs> they sound exactly alike, dude. I know. It's scary. Uh, they do. But I mean, I, the, the biggest arc has to do with her interactions with him and learning to cope with him being her father. And also, you know, spoiler alert, realizing that Starman is not her father. Yep. Uh, yeah. you know. But it was a great, I love the first season. I can't wait for season two to come out. I know that's mm-hmm. going to be moved over to the CW streaming app. Right, right, right. Um, so season so, two will not be on DC Universe. Definitely. So the uh, it's Walter Hamada. I keep saying Ed Hamada, but it's Walter Hamada who is currently now overseeing DC films. Okay. Um, so you have Greg Berlanti overseeing TV, Walter Hamada overseeing DC films, and then you've got Jim Lee as the chief creative officer and publisher of DC Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, so D, you know, he's essentially the Kevin Feige now but he's also still writing books isn't he uh no he's not writing okay. books anymore he's occasionally or, I mean, doing art yeah. he's occasionally doing art he's during in, during covid this entire time he's been uh fundraising by you know for artists and for it's creators fantastic. by you know doing live streams of his work and then auctioning off you know those pieces so it's been right. great he's that's been, fantastic yeah he's been doing a lot of good stuff and i think now, given the situation, I think he's stepping into more of a leadership, like a greater leadership role, which is great. You know, we need that in at DC Entertainment. I mean, he's in got order the background to, to make it work. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was really cool seeing that Multiverse 101 uh, panel mm-hmm. and them talking about things moving forward with uh, you know how the DC universe is going to work. And it's mm-hmm. not just a universe, it's a multiverse. And so mm-hmm. this is sort of a way for them to explain away um, you know, how certain movies could be out of continuity. Mm. For example, Matt Reeves, the Batman is not in continuity. It's a right. year two Batman film and it's outside of their main movie continuity. And Craig, I'm sure you know the name of the run, but I believe it's based largely on the long Halloween is what they said. Oh, that would be really interesting. Um, if that's the, if that's true, I know they are working a, on a long Halloween animated film. Apparently that that's the inspiration the for most of this story. Interesting. Um, and noted that they, when they talked about the, the film coming out, they did say, you know, it's a year two film, but a lot of the costumes look like year one. Like you look at the bat, the bat, um, Batman costume, it looks very year one-ish. The Catwoman looks like it's very, like it, they're, they're gonna see these things evolve in, either in the film or in a sequel. Interesting. Because if like you look when at I was... Zoe's, look at Zoe's, it's like, a, it's like a stocking cap that has stuff cut out of it for her face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not even like a developed costume for Catwoman yet. I see. Well, it's, it's, that's interesting that you mentioned that because when I was watching the trailer, not knowing anything you know, about what they're taking inspiration from or anything, mm-hmm. um, it reminded me very much of Sean Murphy's Batman White Knight. And you know how you know I've how his costume in or the costume design in that book has that bat collar, mm-hmm. you know, for the costume, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what it reminded me of. Now, whether it's that, I don't know, you know, but mm-hmm. it does definitely look really good, and it's it's got me really interested in this film. And it looks dark, it looks gritty. Yep. Um, Batman doesn't seem to want to take anyone's BS. <laughs> and he doesn't sparkle. Uh, yeah, he definitely does not sparkle, Sean. <laughs> not, not yet, at least. <laughs> he might under the sun. I couldn't, but, you know, I couldn't Batman's resist. always under the, in the dark, so he might sparkle under the sun. We don't I couldn't know. resist. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I won't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, did you notice the Joker gang, though? Yeah, yeah. So I was... I was talking about this uh, with someone and I can't remember who, but uh, when I saw the Joker gang, I was like, is this in the Joker continuity? It and could be. These Jokers are, or this Joker gang was inspired by Walter Fleck. And because this is years later, obviously. Right, right. So I don't know. Uh, that would be interesting if they're continuing that uh, part of the universe or pa- that part of the multiverse. Yeah. I'm trying to find this note here I had. Go ahead. Keep talking. I'll jump in in a second. <laughs> yeah. So um, with that being said, going back to the multiverse, uh, you know, uh, it was nice hearing them say that, you know, you could have these Elseworld stories like the Batman uh, and, you know, not have it, have creators have to worry about a pre-existing continuity. The creator, which is mm-hmm. sort of how they do things in the DC comics universe mm-hmm. already. You've mm-hmm. got like as I mentioned Sean Murphy's uh Batman the White, White Knight. Knight. Fantastic. Um, and you've got uh you know a ton of other stories like uh Superman Red Sun which is also an Elseworlds story. 
uh, and those can exist alongside the main continuity uh, and not have to be bogged down by years upon years of storytelling and having the writer have to worry about researching and worrying about whether or not they're stepping on another creator's toes or not. Mm -hmm. They can create another Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman story or whoever, whichever character, it doesn't matter. And, you know, make it their own. And even within that, it gives the opportunity to bring different takes on sub characters. Mm -hmm. Like Andy Serkis is going to be a very different Alfred Mm -hmm. than Michael Caine was, right? It's a very interesting pick for, for, um, for Alfred to me. It's like, huh? Mm-hmm. And did you even recognize that Colin Farrell was Penguin? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah. a lot of makeup. Like, like he looks nothing like himself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, that, in that film. I just love that they're giving the Riddler some screen time. Mm-hmm. And it's the more modern Riddler. Yeah, it looked almost a little Scarecrow-ish in um, costume even more than Riddler to me. Oh, okay. In this take. It, 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 like, there's no green suit there's no question marks it looks very like muted in uh colors and tone so uh, well it it does seem more grounded right yep yeah, yeah. it's you're you're not gonna get jim carrey uh, oh gosh <laughs> which i didn't i didn't dislike it i didn't dislike his take on it i mean green spandex <laughs> yeah it's a superhero film <laughs> a little much and it's a schumacher it's a joel schumacher film yeah i watched that again recently because i just bought it on the sale so i watched mm-hmm. all the batman films uh again yeah oh one last thing before i quit talking about the multiverse <laughs> uh i love that they they flashed actually not just flash they actually showed very prominently grant morrison's multiversity uh book which was essentially what established sort of a guidebook for DC's current multiverse. Um, Mm -hmm. And they showed that very prominently. Um, So if you've never read a multiversal DC story, I highly recommend you go to um, start with Grant Morrison's multiversity. And Mm -hmm. Sean, I think you, I think you'd get a kick out of it because you don't need to know anything going into this book. Okay. You could be completely blind. You don't need to know anything. And it's nice because it's a nice jumping on point for DC's multiverse. Nice. nice. And it's written by Grant Morrison. So that's a plus. Very cool. Um, what else did we? Uh, 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 I want to give a shout out personally to two cosplayers I know that got shown and one talked about. Um, mm-hmm. My friend, my goddess was shown and discussed a little briefly in the uh Wonder Woman panel in her costume. They is she like a stunt double? And she looked. I mean, they had on this on this rock in front of the ocean where she's taken one of her shots before, and it looked amazing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my friend Tom Cruise, uh, Tom Cruise military nerd, was also displayed in one of the collages in his Shazam uh, cosplay. So just seeing seeing people, I was like, oh, I know that person. And I was getting my phone out to the pictures of the of the TV screen, you know, while it went, <laughs> um, and then tagging people in them so they could see the they were there screen capture man screen capture i was on the tv dude <laughs> i had the hdmi out from my computer into the tv um so it just it is what it is they all screen captured their stuff somehow yeah, yeah. so they had it but i had my literally i was on instagram with my phone in my hand and i was like oh hang on picture where's where's the, where's the app Boom, got it mm-hmm. click um just instinctive to me 
um, I love the focus on all the cosplay. There was so much cosplay and so much art uh, yeah. from fans and from other people mm-hmm. um, in it. That was just fantastic. It was very like, it was very fan centric, you know. Oh, um, definitely fan dome. <laughs> which was which was amazing. Like the amount of time they spent. Like there had to be five or six times where they stopped talks and just had cosplay stuff playing for like a minute or two um, in between panels, kind of give you a little break. Yeah. So that was really cool. I wish they would have put the handles of the cosplayers up and not their names or the name and the, and the handle, mm-hmm. you know, cause they just put the name and it's like, okay, but they may not have their full name on their page. So put the, put the IG handle up so people can go follow the cosplayers. Yeah. That would have been kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, so it looks like, um, so you know, how we kind of tuned out on Neil Gaiman's or Gaiman's uh, Sandman yes. panel. Apparently he uh, announced that there will be a new series for Netflix. I think I did hear that part of it, um, but it didn't catch my attention because it wasn't a panel I was super interested in. Right. Um, so I was like, okay. Yeah. But I think it's really important though that like, you know, if, if you're a DC fan and especially with ma- in terms of magic, the magical realm mm-hmm. of DC, you can't not have a discussion about Neil Gaiman's Sandman in that conversation and uh, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing either. You have to talk about that if you're going to talk about DC's magical realm. Well, the Swamp Thing show is so good. Yeah. Uh, And it's so disappointed they axed it while it was still posting new episodes even before the season. No, finished the season. Yeah, and then it got canceled. But they canceled it before all the episodes ran. I, I really hope they, they, you know, when it goes to HBO Max, because, you know, it's, it's not a matter of when, it's a matter, it's, or a matter of if, if it's, it's a matter when. of when. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if, if and when they bring it over to HBO Max, I really want them to bring John Constantine into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, if he does show up later in this first season, I don't know yet because I haven't finished watching it, but... If he doesn't, then he. I would love to see him in a season two. Now, would you want the same actor from the show, Constantine? Heck yeah. Yeah, same here. Heck yeah. He did a, he did a fantastic job. I was so disappointed yeah. when they canceled the show. And well, then they worked him into... Legends uh, of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. But I stopped watching and Legends Arrow. too because it kind of burned me out. Legends kind of burned yeah. me out too. So I just... You, you know what? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. All of the CW... Um, shows. CW shows burned me out because... Same they kind of revisited the same plot lines over and over yep. again. Like the flash, for instance, it's like, what am I going to see a speedster every season, an evil speedster every season? Yes. If it's not an evil speedster, it's an evil version of Barry Allen, who's a speedster. And it's just like, come on guys. Let's yeah. there's his rogues gallery is so deep and this is where you're going. Okay. Yeah, it, right. it, it, it got a little too formulaic for me. Yeah. And it was still across all the shows. And I'm like, well, just because you know, they, the first, like, I want to say four or five seasons of each show of Arrow and of, especially of Arrow and Flash were just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first season of, of Legends, I didn't care for at all. And then season two got significantly better to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what season they're in now, um, but I watched it for a while. Yeah. And I just, I was like, no, all right, all right. There's so much TV on. It's in its fifth season. I watched probably up through season three or th- three and a half 
seasons. And then I was like, all right, this is not keeping my attention anymore. Maybe I should go back and watch it again. I got time. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe I'll go back and give it another try. Cause I'd like to watch some of the old arrow shows again, like the beginning episodes. Season one was pretty good. Uh, from what I remember, I, it's yeah. been a while, but yeah, anyways. So what, so what's, what's the, I guess, final takeaway from DC fandom that you really absolutely like, this was the reason why you signed on for DC fandom. You know, I just, given all the changes they're making in, in, moving things to different places to CW app to HBO max for new, for new stuff. Um, I wanted to see kind of where their, where their heads at, what they're doing, what their game plan is. Um, Did you get an idea for that now? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like they're looking more cohesive and they're working out like everything now looks a lot better than it has in the past. <clears throat> and I was even doubtful. I'm like, okay, to me, director's cuts are always kind of like, Oh, we messed up our bed. Let's put it out again. And usually it's for sale, so they, they charge you again for it. But with the Snyder Cut, um, it's going to be on HBO Max, so you don't have to buy it specifically. You just buy HBO Max and get it. And they were working on other platforms for it. Also, they said, like, getting it onto other VOD, I think, if you don't have Max. Yeah. Um, yeah, for, outs for anyone in territories where HBO Max is not available. Right. Yeah. Um, the footage from there looks significantly better already than the original film. Mm -hmm. So I am excited to check out his version of the justice league. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's definitely more fleshed out. Like a lot of the characters, like the flash have a more fleshed out arc. Cyborg is clearly going to get a more fleshed out arc, you know, played by Ray Fisher. Did you hear that question that they asked him? What's your what's your, what, what character you're most excited to flesh out more? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it was and he asked, straight up says cyborg. And it was asked by the actor who plays cyborg by, by Ray Fisher himself. Yeah. And it wasn't because he asked; it was some fan asked it, and he got to say it. Yeah. And he's like, actually, it's your character. Yeah. Um, I did. Feel I mean, like, it makes sense. Like cyborg was so underutilized in the in Whedon's cut that it's yeah. just like, why you could have just thrown any character here. Yeah, he kind of fell by the wayside. And I felt the same in the Suicide film, Suicide Squad movie, the first one, with uh, El Diablo. There mm. was so much more they could have done with that character. Yeah. And then they killed him off. And you're like, well, but he's a god, so is he really dead? Yeah, that movie had a lot of problems. But then he's not in the new one. Obviously, he's not in the new Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, so, and they were talking about James Gunn's selections and saying he went really, really, really deep into some characters. Like, this guy okay like characters that are kind of obscure um that's kind of what he does he did it with guardians of the galaxy yeah like when they announced guardians of the galaxy i had to i was like who because i had read all the mainstream stuff so i went specifically and i found guardians books when they announced the show so i would know who who they're yeah. who they're dealing with you know there's a there's a funny tangent with that because you know how you're just like who like even in the books like star lord somehow teleport or gets to like reed richards like office mm -hmm. like, laboratory in the books uh through the negative zone because they were fighting off annihilus and everything and he was just it's like don't worry we got this we're the guardians of the galaxy and reed richards and the other avengers who are in the room are just like who yeah and like <laughs> and luke cage is kind of like luke cage is just like <laughs> like shrugs like i don't know yeah 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, so I'm really excited for, you know, like all the films they announced yesterday sound really good. Mm. Um, they didn't really announce a ton of new TV shows, unless I missed completely. Um, they announced a lot of movies. I mean, not a ton, but they announced like four, is it four movies? Wonder Woman, Suicide Batman, and yeah, four movies. Oh, and Black Adam and Shazam. So six, six film announcements. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, it's kind of a lot of announcements. No production date really on any of them. Right, especially because well, we're on this on this lockdown still. I think Suicide Squad's per, like almost done, right? Filming? Like, yeah. Really? Or are they gonna ret- or are they barely returning to filming? I don't remember. It's yeah, it's in such a flux a flux state right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the two video games, like they got a lot of stuff in the in the works. They did announce that new uh, Batman Legacy of the Bat uh, by uh, starting John, in January. It's like John. Rid- What's the name of the writer? Uh, his his last name's Ridley, but yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be um, an alternate timeline story with uh, possibly the son of Lucius Fox, Luke Fox, as the Batman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They had some really good announcements. Like it was a fun day. It was a really good, um, I think it's really good to have these kind of things. I think they're knocking it out. A lot of these companies are by having like online stuff. Like I thought, uh, I know people were like, Oh, it's not the same as going to a con, right? Yeah. Like all the SDCC stuff. I love the person cause I got to finally see stuff from San Diego. Um, <laughs> but it's a really good way to keep your fans interested yeah. And drop little teasers out there, and here's some new merch for for Fandom. Yeah. It's also also a smart way to market and make a little money back, right? Oh yeah, with merch. With merch, because they put out a ton of stuff that was like Fandom exclusives, right? Um, I didn't buy anything because I was having trouble getting into the store. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping, like, when I clicked some of the stuff, it was like, here's the Lego link, and I was like, oh, they put Legos out for Fandom. Yeah. No, it was just the usual DC Lego. Page. Oh, wow. Well, like, that's a little disappointing. Yeah, what a um, tease. There was nothing new there that I hadn't seen before. Yeah. Maybe one new set, but it wasn't like a fandom exclusive set. It was like, here's a new Wonder Woman something. Yeah. Um, but they had a lot of stuff, a lot of shirts, a lot of different merch, a lot of different companies in there. So that was fun to see. And a smart move given that everything's kind of been to standstill for six uh, months now. Sure. Um, so yeah, it was a fantastic, uh, a fantastic event. You know, I could see them making it an annual thing, even if we get back to life as normal. Um, I think these kind of events are good, and I think they're seeing the return from the from the uh, the fan communities, the online communities, uh, the artists, the cosplayers. I think they're seeing the the functionality of doing stuff online because mm. it promotes their their brand. It promotes other people's accounts it promotes collaboration with new artists um so i think we're going to see this kind of stuff going forward where you're going to get when cons come back you're still going to have some online events um or you'll see a hybrid where you pay for the con but you pay less for the online stuff or you know what i mean like there's so many there's it's such a huge opportunity here sure uh, to yeah. invent a new path and to get more people involved yeah um i think it's kind of cool Nah. So yeah, I really did enjoy fandom. Fandom. I see you yeah. saying fandom. Fandom. 
yesterday. Those virtual, those the virtual domes that Jim Lee designed. Oh, fantastic! Oh, so awesome! So cool. Watching I, his. It's kind of sad that he's not really like a full time creator anymore, and he's just he's really leadership now. But it's really cool to see like some of his uh, variant covers. Yep. I don't yep. know if you saw Wonder Woman seven fifty nine. But his variant cover for that issue, oh my gosh, so good. Um, um, yeah, I think, I mean, it's sad he's not producing as much content, but I think it's really good for DC. You know, it's going to help them to have his brain um, kind of leading, leading the process. Yeah. yeah, because he's done it and, he, and you, can, you, can, you know he knows what he's doing, right? Like he, he killed it at Marvel with X-Men. He's been killing it at DC for like 20 years now. Um, I think he said he got there in the '90s to DC. No, he uh, he was he was so the, the majority of the '90s and '80s was Marvel and X Men, and then Image Comics, which he co-founded. That's right. With you know with um, creator owned comic uh, brand. Well, yeah. originally Image Comics, yeah, was supposed to be like just completely separate they just wanted to do their own thing oh actually no you're right create is creator it, he gave the creators the primary. rights to their to yeah. their yeah yeah, yeah stuff. you're right you're right absolutely right which was which was groundbreaking right yeah because when artists like if you created something at marvel right and then you go work for dc that character stays at marvel oh yeah because they have the ip rights and vice versa if you create something in dc go to marvel that guy stays at dc yeah um so to have a company like Image come along where it's like, look, no matter where you go, this character is owned by you. Yeah. Um, that gives a lot more incentive to the artists and to the writers to produce because they're getting, they're getting ownership rights, which is a huge thing for IP. That means that when movies come out, they're getting paid also, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. they're going to get the benefits as well as the company that does it. Yeah. Um, that's so, a big deal. Yeah. So anything else from fandom that... Uh, I can't think of anything else, man. I think we've a, talked about pretty much everything. Shazam, yeah. the Batman, the Suicide Squad movie, and Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League game. I want to play that. Yeah. I really do. Did they make... Did they, last thing, I, my last question really is like, did they make an announcement for a third season of Harley Quinn? Because it ended on season two and I want more. Not that I can recall, okay. but, but here's, here's my train of thought and my kind of prediction. Having moved it already to HBO Max means that it's a property they're going to keep doing, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's easy to do, right? It's animation. And they can do it during lockdown, right? Like all the TV shows that are animated, The Simpsons, Family Guy, uh, Duncanville, uh, American Dad, they're all still creative right, creating right now. They've yeah. set up booths in all the homes. They sent computers to the homes that are encrypted. They sent microphones and stands and all kinds of stuff. Um, and they're recording the shows. So animation is a good way. I think 2021, we're going to see a lot of animated stuff mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of where we're at in the world right now. I think we're going to see a lot of animation um, for the next 12 months. Um, and we'll get stuff that's been filmed or is filming in COVID safe 
ways, which is now a thing they're starting to do productions again. Um, I have some friends that are working in, on, on some films. Cool. Um, yeah, and the fact that people are going back to work that work in films that I know are back to work already um, means that they're producing something that these studios yeah. are, are doing something and they're not really leaking it out yet. Yeah. Um, so, and I won't leak it out cause that's not my place <laughs> as yeah. to who's back at work. Cool. Um, even yeah. though I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of so, course. yeah, I think, I think we're going to see a lot of animated shows. I think Harley Quinn will get a third just because if they weren't going to keep doing it, they'd leave it on DC universe and not move it at all to HBO max. Mm-hmm. Right. They're moving stuff over that they intend to continue. It would seem to me at this point, right? They're mo- they moved. What else did they move over? They moved that. They moved Doom Patrol. Have they moved Titans yet? Uh, not yet. That's on the schedule to move. So if it's on the schedule, I feel like those are shows are like, hey, look, these are, are going to be our workhorses uh, going forward on the DC brand. So well, I, think I mean, our- honestly, I, I'm, I would want them to move Young Justice over as well. Yeah. But I think Harley Quinn... Doom Patrol, Titans, they're all safe. Uh, Stargirl, because she's going to CW streaming only, not, mm-hmm. not, not, not the channel, right? Yeah. So they've got their four or five shows that they're going to really dig in and kind of meet out. Um, yeah. So I do expect, again, it's not confirmed, but I do expect a season three of Harley Quinn. Um, it's too fun to not do another season, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, here's a here's a headline from from Forbes from two days ago. HBO Max has not greenlit Harley Quinn season three, but they better <laughs> is the headline that Forbes came up with. Yeah. Um, I also liked all the little animated breaks between where they threw back to like the Batman animated series and had conversations yeah. across different platforms that they're making fun of the 1960s Batman and his costumes and like yeah. this is so bad. Like that's not me. I mean, it is me, but it's not me. <laughs> Terry, that's not me. Yeah. That's a I, different me. It was so funny. Like those little breaks in between. Um, <laughs> hey, Bruce, are those eyebrows drawn into your mask? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was all new content. I, that, I don't remember yeah. seeing that stuff before. So that was really oh, yeah, yeah, they totally just made that for this show. That was fantastic. I mean, for this con. Yeah, mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, but I'm a huge Batman animated series fan. That One of my favorites. Did you watch Batman Beyond? Oh Please God, yes. God, okay, yes. cool, cool, cool. Batman Beyond, animated series, and X Men were life in the '90s. <laughs> Those were the three best to me. The three best comic book animated series, hmm. maybe ever, in my opinion. Those are my three favorite, in no specific order. Uh, I mean, The Last Airbender is pretty up there in terms of animated series. <laughs> Haven't <laughs> just seen saying. It. You Haven't should watch it. it. It's on Netflix. You I should know. Watch it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Anyways, um, maybe we should uh, wrap start it up. wrapping this up. Sounds good to me. So as always, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media, on our Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, drop us messages, drop us comments, tell us what you guys thought of fandom and uh leave us a review too leave us a review please that helps us uh get searches as well or like searches um on your listen on any streaming platform or on almost all the major ones um 
and have a great week. With that, I think we'll say peace for the week.